Marcos. The Talk Shop. It's four minutes after seven. A good evening to you and welcome to The Talk Shop on ISAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. My name is Naledi Muleo. I'll be with you till nine o'clock unpacking a few very important issues. We'll first start off with talking about uh, property prices in South Africa. We'll uh, understand what informs uh, property prices. Uh, we're asking, are low- and middle-income earners being priced out of the market? And I'll take any of your property questions as well on 0891-104-207. That's the number to call. Again, 0891-104-207. At quarter to eight, we'll have Eunice Sibia in studio with us again. She's the head of consumer education at FNB, bringing us the Be Financially Smart feature. And uh, this evening we're recapping and summarizing uh, episodes 1 to 10. So going back to some of the lessons that we've learned over the past few weeks and just reminding you, giving you a few financial tips. Call in with any of your financial questions, 0891-104-207. Then at 5 past 8, now on Saturday we celebrated Human Rights Day. And so at 5 past 8, I'll be speaking to Isaac Mangena. He's the head of communication at the South African Human Rights Commission. And uh, we're asking, can we say we are outspoken and, and that we fully understand our rights as South Africans? Uh, and do we fully comprehend the responsibilities that come with these rights? We have these conversations all the time, but are South Africans abusing the rights that they now have? 0891 At 20 to, eight, 20 to 9, we talk all the time about the need for parents being involved in what goes on in their children's schools. So in light of that, uh, we'll be talking about the school governing body elections that have kicked off across Gauteng. I'll speak to Pumla uh, Sekwanyani, the Gauteng Department of Education spokesperson, calling for parents to take part in, the, in these elections for SGBs in their own school. SMS me throughout the show. The number is 34701. Again, 34701, and those SMSs are charged at two rand. Let's get going with our first discussion. We're talking property prices in South Africa. I'm joined in studio by Justin Eastorp, uh, who is uh, Uber's regional sales manager. Justin, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much, lady. I, I was saying to, to Justin before we went on air that I wish I'd, 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 I'd known about Uber uh, a while back and I could have made use of their services. For those that don't know, tell us about Uber. Absolutely. So, uh, very sad to hear that we unfortunately could not assist you. <laughs> But what, uh, in essence, Uber does is we are a mortgage originator that assists a home buyer in securing finance for the purchase of their property. Right. So Uber submits their applications to up to eight banks where we then present the home buyer with numerous offers for them to be able to accept the best deal on that particular transaction. Right. And, and I'm also joined on the line by Ryan Wintel, uh, Director at Construct Capital. Ryan, good evening and welcome to the talk shop. Good evening, Lady. Thank you very much for having me. Well, just a, a brief background on, on Construct Capital, just to get ourselves orientated. Perfect. Um, well, Construct Capital, we, we, we're effectively a development company that focuses on developing um, various types of property, depending on, on where the supply and demand, demand is at the moment, and, uh, and on funding those kind of properties. So we either develop for ourselves or we partner with developers and or landowners looking to, to develop develop whatever property they, they, they're looking at. At the moment, 
and I think that's why we, we're talking tonight is, is the focus is largely in the residential sector and, mm. and that's where we, we're mostly active. All right. Well, I, I want to take some of your questions, especially if you are looking to sell, uh, just so that you're able to to find out for yourself what are the things that you can do to ensure that you sell at a really good price. Oh eight nine one one zero four two zero seven. And I think uh, Justin, let's perhaps start there. If you are a seller, what are the things that one needs to uh, really think about, and, and what is within your control? Well. The, the the seller really needs to rely on an estate agent to give them the the best advice on selling that property. Uh, my suggestion is, is that you use an estate agent that's established in your area, that understands your area, and understands where they will be able to get the best selling price for you. So the first starting point is definitely to source an estate agent, a leading estate agent in your area, mm. who knows the area and understands the demographics of the area. But naturally, not everything is in your control, and I, and I alluded to that mm. earlier, things like location, uh, the state of your uh, of the neighborhood that uh, the property is mm. in, and, and, and just how much of an impact do those things have on the price that you have in selling your property? Well, I mean, you have a standard square meter selling price of a property, but when, when a a home buyer goes into a property, they look at the aesthetics, they look at the finishes, they look at whether they are prepared to spend money to, to, to renovate the area. Mm. Uh, we always say, uh, you know, there will always be a willing buyer and a willing seller. Mm-hmm. You just sometimes have to wait for that buyer if, if, depending on the area and depending on how much work needs to be done in that, on that property. Right. Well, I'm chatting to uh, Justin Eastorp, Uber's regional sales manager, and Ryan Wintle, uh, director at Construct Capital. You're on the talk shop on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Give me a call. The number's 0891-104-207. Calling all businesses. Help reduce demand on the grid. Cut your energy costs and keep your business viable. The Private Sector Energy Efficiency Program has already identified over 1,000 opportunities for more efficient energy usage in over 350 companies. Don't miss out. Contact us for free expert advice, free energy audits, and subsidized larger interventions. Call 080-111-3943 or visit psee.org.za. Brought to you by the National Business Initiative. Livestock. Wealth has been known to mankind for thousands of generations. It gives us food and security not only to families but to a country at large. But what happens when the country's livestock is threatened by foot and mouth disease? Foot and mouth disease is a disease of domestic animals such as cattle, pigs, goats, sheep and cloven hoofed game like buffalo. The Department of Agriculture, Forestry and Fisheries is embarking on an intensified awareness campaign to educate the public and affected communities on food and mouth disease control measures. Contact the local state vet office for further details. A message brought to you by the Department of Agriculture, Forestry and Fisheries. Join us this Thursday on Top Billing as the lovely Haley Owen weds triathlete Sean Waters. Miss SA 2014 Zipozake Zobufa shows fear a clean pair of heels. Get the scoop on Springbok Man Mountain Ibn Etzebeth in the Seychelles. Talented batsman Temba Babuma plays his way into the Proteus. And actress Kim Engelbrecht goes in search of Borkov's legendary crayfish curry. That's top billing. Thursday night at 8.30. Find it on 3. With the Sharks have already been dealt with the blow after Jean Daisel suffered an ankle injury in their loss to the Blue Force in Pretoria. The Durban-based team will be up against an unpredictable Australian super rugby side, Western Force. 
Be sure to tune into 2015 on the 28th of March 2015 at 5 past 5 p.m. for the live broadcast from Kings Park Stadium in Durban. Brought to you by SABC Sport. VVM Media, in partnership with SAFM, will be hosting the Eastern Cape Social Development Symposium that will reflect on 20 years of changing people's lives. The symposium will be reflecting on women empowerment, early childhood development and strengthening of families. The event will take place at the East London ICC on the 27th of March 2015. To register, email us on rsvp at bbmmedia.co.za or call us on 082-923-4402. From Cape Town to Musina, if you've got a parcel to send, Speed Services has it covered. For just 69 Rand, you can send a package of up to 1.5 kilograms uh, to any corner of South Africa. That's from the 1st of March till the 31st of March 2015. And that can be done at any post office counter to counter. Call the customer care line on 0860-023-133. That number again, 0860-023-133. Or visit speedservices.co.za for more info. Terms and conditions apply. Speed Services Korea is the shortest distance between two points. The Talk Shop. You're on the talk shop on SAFM and my name is Naledi Mulewo. We're talking property prices in South Africa. What informs property prices are, are low and income earners being priced out of the market. And, and as a family nation, is size necessarily considered in the pricing? Give me a call on 0891104207. I'm chatting to Ryan Wintel, uh, Director at Construct Capital and Justin Eastthorpe. Uh, Uber's regional sales manager. I, I think let's let's go into that very first question and a, an important one, and a, a, a very important one nonetheless. What informs the property prices and, and who who decides on 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 how much my property is worth? Uh, right, Justin. So that's the law of economics. Mm-hmm. Uh, supply and demand dictates uh, the price of property. At the end of the day. So what we find now, uh, in particular. In the beginning, the first quarter of the last quarter of of, of last year, we have seen there's not sufficient stock in the market. Mm -hmm. So our sellers are demanding higher prices, uh, and we 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 rely we're relying now, and the market is relying heavily on developers to come into the market to to bring in more stock so that we can equalise that 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 that, those sales prices. Mm -hmm. So this is a good time for sellers. Good, uh, yes, yes, but but there's also a lot of buyers out there that are wanting to buy. So sure. so it is it is hindering the buyers in a way. All right. Well, I think one of the the most important ones, and we talk about this all the time, where low and middle income earners sit, uh, Ryan. And I'll come to you with this one. The the challenge of those that obviously earn too much to uh, perhaps receive your RDP housing, uh, but earn too little to secure funding, and the work that needs to be done in that area, Ryan. I mean, as Justin was saying, you know, property prices have, uh, in certain categories, seen very good growth over the last six months, twelve months, you know, recent times. But, but in the in the affordable side of the market, and again, not not RDP, but above that, the the, the growth has been quite marginal actually. And uh, and in nominal terms, I think you look, depending, you know, which statistics you look at, it ranges from anywhere between six and ten percent roughly. And once you strip inflation out, that's really a nominal. 
there's not much growth in that sector from a from a pricing point of view. And uh, but despite that, I think the issue is affordability in that space from the banking sector and uh, the Consumer Protection Act, although sorry, the National Credit Act, should I say? You know, when you go to a bank, and, and Justin would better equipped to, to answer this because they deal with it every day. But when people are applying for bonds, you need to demonstrate affordability and and in the in the purchase of a property, you need to put, satisfy the bank's requirements, which are very onerous. Whereas if you're netting the same property, you now the bank becomes a landlord effectively in terms of the vetting process, and they are far more uh, lenient in terms of uh, accepting the, the ability to service that 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 rental in that case compared to the instalment, mm. which forces people in that space to become renters as opposed to buyers. Mm. And, and it is a problem in the economy, and you know, I wish I could give you the solution, but that is why you're seeing a lot of uh, upward pressure you know, for, for the rentals of safe, clean uh, properties located in nodes close to, to, to where commerce is. Mm. Mm, you, you wanted to come in there as well. Yes, we were, the banks have also been placed under a bit of pressure to to assist your low-income owners in securing finance. So the banks have taken a stance that that, that they will try and assist your your low-income owners as much as possible mm. in in trying to se- secure their finance for them. So mm-hmm. so just on that is that the banks are being placed under pressure to assist those those low-income owners, and we, we we mustn't forget that they are still regulated by the National Credit Act. But um, there the, the needs to be, or there is pressure put on them to, to try and assist. Yeah, I, I think, Ryan, just tell us a bit about the, uh, some of the work that Construct Capital is doing in converting old uh, commercial buildings into low-cost residential accommodations. Sure. So, yeah, we, we at the moment have found a lot of demand for rental in, like I said, in, in commercial nodes, uh, Randburg, Johannesburg CBD, uh, Durban CBD. It, it doesn't really matter, but as long as it's near a commercial node, there's a lot of demand for for safe, clean accommodation. Um, so we've been we've been acquiring um, you know, commercial buildings that haven't had commercial value anymore for for commercial uses, um, and converting them into residential rental stock. Um, so again, like I said, it doesn't really uh, solve the problem of uh, um, ownership of the properties, but it mm. does help an immediate need to to get people that want to that, that are working into those nodes so they're close to work and uh, are safe. Yeah, I'm going to take your calls on 0891104207. We're talking property prices in South Africa. 0891104207. Send your SMSs to 34701. That's 34701. Let's talk about whether or not South Africans are buyers. And, and, and you talked about, you know, a great uh, amount of buyers on the market right now. But, but the, you know, the, the constant conversation, renting versus buying, and is that an option that's, you know, is buying an option that South Africans need to start looking a little bit more at? I think that the, the South Africans always want to own property. Mm-hmm. We, wherever we go, you know, people, people would prefer to, to pay off their own bond than to pay somebody else's bond off. Mm. So, so in essence, yes, and, and generally uh, we do have a, a, a need or a, South Africans want to own property. Mm. And, and it's just, I think a lot of people are also afraid to get into the property market. They don't understand what is required. They don't right. understand what they need. Do they have enough cost? Don't they have enough cost? Do they need a deposit? Don't they need a deposit? So there's a lot of concerns that a possible new t- a first-time home buyer may have. Right, and there's the, there's the lack of understanding of what's necessary and, and understanding what a good deal is, and Absolutely. I think that's, that's something that's quite important. How do we start getting to a point where uh, South Africans know how to look for the most competitive deals? 
you need to stay in the market. You need to keep looking. You need to understand. You, you know, people always say, where should I buy? Where should I start looking? Mm. You've got to identify the area that you want to live in first and do a bit of research, do a bit of uh, investigation and slowly start looking at what sales are going for. Look at your, uh, uh, on the internet, look at your, your show houses, get an understanding of what's good, what's bad, what's over, overpriced, what's not. Over a good month or two, you'll, you'll soon get to know what the average selling price in your, in your area is. Yeah. Taking your calls on 0891-104-207. Jeremy is in Parktown. Jeremy, good evening. Thank you for calling in. Good evening, my lady. How are we all today? Very good. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. Yeah, a couple of, um, a few questions for your people there. Mm-hmm. Number one, does the Rent and Control Act still exist or do we have to re- to the RHP, Rent and Housing Tribunal. Number two, if you've rented a place for 10, 20, 15 years, does that property ever become yours? Number three, deposits. Mm-hmm. Should they be shown on your invoice or statement? Yes and no, or and also, what is the compulsory or stipulatory thing about interest on your deposit? Is it calculated annually or is it compoundly? How do we investigate? Okay, Jeremy, just stay on the line because you asked quite a few questions just so that we're able to remind um, our guests. Ryan? Sure, uh, Melinda, the, 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 the caller was very quiet. I didn't really get much of uh, his questions. I heard a little bit about the deposits and interest and whether it should be reflected on, uh, on the invoice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm not qualified to give you the legal standings, but from, from, from what I've seen and what I've been involved with, the deposit is not normally on the rental invoice and is treated separately um, because it's not a taxable item. It's just, it's not a, it's not a, an expense, you know, for that person. It's really just a security deposit. So it's treated separately to the invoice and interest should be for the tenant's account. That's whether it's governed by law or governed by the contract you enter into, I'm not 100% sure, but um, on that basis, it would, would, would make sense to have it compounded monthly. She spoke about, you know, what period is it compounded over. Um, generally, in, in, in finance and in property, you know, interest is compounded monthly. So that, that would be the norm. Okay. For, and the, for the other questions, you need to remind me. Okay. I, I'll ask Jeremy to remind us for the ones we've, we've forgotten. But he also talked about renting uh, over a period of 10 to 15 years leading to possibly owning, Justin? Well, that would be a structure that, that, that the, the landlord and the tenant would need to, to, to get into. There has been a lot of, of talk around creating structures where uh, there's a possible um, let-to-buy buy scenario. I mean, that's not very big in South Africa. Uh, we have had a few questions around it, but nothing's really been formalized yet. So, so I'm not in a position to answer that particular question. But there has been talk in the industry around a buy-to-let where you, where you ultimately have the agreement with your landlord to take ownership over that property in a particular period. Mm-hmm. Jeremy, Lynn, what, what Lynn, are we Can I jump in there? Ryan, uh, as you're on the line, right, I've been on a property for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. Does the Rent Control Act still apply in which one? Or am I have to refer to the RHT, Rent and Housing Tribunal? Ryan, that one's for you? Jeez, I have absolutely no idea. That's, uh, <laughs> Yeah, interesting question. Uh, but can I jump back to... Sure. To... Um, oh, no, I'm losing my train of thought. No, don't worry. Sorry, that question to me. Don't worry, Ryan can <laughs> come back to me. You've got my number personally off the line. I mean off air. 
Okay, so so the two of you know each other. All right, so I guess Ryan and Jeremy will talk off air. I'll take your calls on 0891-104-207. Here's a very interesting question, uh, well, a, a point actually, that says mass invasion from white Gautengers in free state is driving Western Cape property prices up. That's Louis in Cape Town. Is that is, is, is race a factor? I mean, that's a, that's a touchy question. Not as far as I'm aware, and, mm-hmm. and absolutely not. Yeah. Ryan? Me neither. No, I mean, I would say if you're looking at the at the Western Cape, you know, where, where they've seen massive price increases over the last, you know, 18, 24 months has been, the, you know, the Atlantic Seaboard, the City Bowl, all these areas. I would think it's more of a um, a drive from from foreigners actually than 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 you know white South Africans moving to the Western Cape, mm-hmm. and also lack of stock in that particular area as well. And and yes, very very much so. Yes, and a lack of stock. I mean, there's been a uh, yeah, exactly. 100%. Okay, well, I, I want to look at a few options that one can look at uh, when trying to buy property. Um, it's something that I was looking for last year, which was a 100% home loan, something that I obviously didn't get. Uh, are 100% home loans still possible? What are the, uh, the pros and cons of getting, of getting a full home loan? So each bank has a different what we call loan-to-value guideline. Mm-hmm. So each bank, depending on the purchase price of the property, will give you a percentage of the loan. Mm-hmm. That's what we call loan-to-value. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we say, are there 100% loans available? Yes, there are, mm-hmm. to a particular amount. Um, but it's always prudent to, to, to pay a deposit on such a large, large investment. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the reason being is that, firstly, the bank wants to mitigate risk. The bank wants to ensure that they're not taking 100% of the risk on that particular transaction. So they often do call for, for deposits, and that's why the banks call for deposits. Mm-hmm. But it's also going to save you, in the long run, a new interest right. to pay off your property sooner. Yeah, well, I was cornered into it. I didn't have a choice. I had to pay <laughs> that deposit anyway. Uh, Ryan, I heard you chuckle a bit at my question. No, yeah, because it, it was a, it, in, in the old days, I mean, you would get 100% bonds as a matter of course. You would even get 100% plus chance for duty yeah. plus you know, plus items to, to incentivize you to go with that lender. I mean, I remember seeing 108% bonds. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure you even got more. So, you know, I just chuckle because, you know, it's, it's, those days I think are, are, are long gone. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the benefits, the, the pros and cons perhaps of, of, of buying land and building for, for yourself, Justin. That's a tricky one. You yeah. know, whenever a, a home buyer comes to me and says they, they bought a piece of land and they want to build and they've telling me what uh, their budget is, uh, come the end of the period and they finish building, they've overspent on their budget yeah. horrendously. Yeah. Um, but, but, but once again, I mean, it's, uh, it's the preference that a person has. Do you want to build a property where you have your own specs, you have, you have what you want immediately, but there is the risk of, of, of over, overspending on that particular transaction? Yeah. Uh, Ryan? No, Lily, there's also, there's also, there's also, again, and Justin would be better place, but... What happens, my understanding at the moment is that the banks, they, they really don't like um, funding vacant land for, for reasons that are quite, quite understandable. In the, in the, before the market crash, people had land, market crash, no income on that land. At least with a completed house, you can rent it. So long story short is when you buy that piece of land, the bank is loath to fund it to the same kind of gearing as they would on the if it was complete. So initially, they might say to you, you buy a piece of land, we'll, we'll fund 50%, you put 50% in, but when it comes to the top structure, we'll take it up to the 80 or 90% of the overall package, mm. which means that at the end of the day, you're still getting the gearing you would have got buying a complete product, but you need the cash flow to bridge the, sh- the shortage while it's just land, if that makes sense. 
Sure. Okay, so let me take some calls. 0891-104-207. That number again, 0891-104-207. We're taking your property questions. Um, the number is 0891-104-207. Send your SMSs to 34701. Are you up to date with the world of property? For all things property, what are your rights as a property owner and or purchaser? Are you a tenant or the landlord and you need advice? What is the value of your investment in commercial property in South Africa? What matters are of importance in discussing land ownership? Trust us to simplify and help you understand the detail in all things property. Join me, Dineo Mulomo, every week on Tuesday morning on Morning Talk at 10.30. The Talk Shop. You're still on the talk shop on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. We're talking property prices in South Africa. Give me a call on 0891-104-207 and send your SMSs to 34701. Those SMSs are charged at two rand. I'm chatting to Ryan Wintle, Director at Construct Capital, and Justin Eastthorpe, uh, Uber's Regional Sales Manager. And, and, and just during that break there, Justin spoke about uh, the importance of us ch- uh, 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 touching on, on on preparing yourself as a buyer and some of the things that you need to do before you start looking at buying property. Absolutely. So what Uber uh, offers the, the market, both real estate home and home buyers, is the option to, to pre-qualify that home buyer. Mm. So what it's getting an understanding of is can the person afford the facility that they're applying for or give an indication as to what they can uh, apply for. Mm-hmm. So what we do is we do a thorough analysis of the client's income and expenditure as if it was a normal application, request that the client give us authority to do an RTC check or a bureau check, and we will then make sure that there's no judgments or adverses and check their bureau and really give them an indication of what they qualify for so that when they go into the market, they've got a RAND figure that they can look at and go and put an offer in, and, 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 and it's a better chance of, of securing that home and getting better understanding of what you qualify for. Right, and, and, and in terms of preparing yourself for that deposit, how much of a percentage of the property should one be thinking about getting together? Between 80, between, well, the banks will give between 80 and 90%, depending on the loan amount. Mm-hmm. 10% is the average. Mm-hmm. But once again, it all depends on where the client banks and, and what sort of loan amount they're, they're asking for. So, so on average, around 10%. Okay. Uh, one of the things that came up in my discussion with producers before we went on air was the fact that South Africa is a family nation. I mean, I look at my own situation where I, I'm single, yes, no children, but um, I have people that I'm taking care of, you know, a mother, a grandmother, and so forth. I, I, and, and obviously that means I need a certain size of a home. And, and that comes to the point where... Uh, I ask, you know, is size necessarily considered in pricing, especially because, you know, affordability is a very big issue. So pricing really is determined by your supply and demand, as I said, mm. and and also by the the location and per square meterage. Mm. I mean, the ba- the banks value a property as, as as a percentage of the square meterage. So, so if you're buying a five bedroom house in Houghton, you know that you're going to be paying five or six million rand. <laughs> Ouch. Oh eight nine one one oh four two oh seven to give us a call. We're talking property prices and you're on the talk shop on SAFM. It's Monday at nine and I yeah yeah. Tembi cannot find her husband Mandla. Mindlos Bafoe is watching Soccer Zone and Mindlos does not want to be disturbed. Soccer Zone! 
Every result, every goal, every post-match interview, Mandla is due to the couch. Good luck getting your man back, Tambi. For the next hour, he will be watching reviews and features of the past weekend games. For all the on and off the field stories about the game, tune into Soccer Zone every Monday at 9 on SABC1. Brought to you by SABC Sport. For the love of the game. Foster and Allen in South Africa from the 27th of March to the 7th of April in the Gold and Silver Days World Tour. 27th of March, Bloemfontein. 28th of March, Cape Town. 29th of March, Port Elizabeth. 2nd of April, Nelsfruit. 4th of April, Emperor's Palace. 5th of April, Pretoria. And 7th of April, the KKNK in Utshorn. Tickets at CompuTicket. Groups 011-815-3000 or visit www.fosterandallen.co.za. You could win one of 20 10,000 Rand shopping vouchers if you pay or renew your TV license at any of the 10,000 outlets nationwide between 28 January and 31 March 2015. T's and C's apply. Visit tvnic.co.za for more information. TV licenses. Pay yours. Make a difference. The SA Post Office is back in full operation and customers can now take advantage of all their services. These include renewing motor vehicle licenses, paying municipal accounts and TV licenses, plus sending local and international mail in parcels. Led by the recently appointed administrator, the SA Post Office is currently implementing uh, innovative solutions to become your number one service provider. Visit postoffice.co.za for more offerings. The Talk Shop. You're on the Talk Shop on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. I'm Naledi Moleo, chatting to Justin Eastthorpe, Uber's regional sales manager, and Ryan Wintel, director at Construct Capital. We're talking property prices. Give me a call on 0891-104-207 or send your SMSs to 34701. All of a sudden, a bunch of SMSs came in, and I lost the one I was looking at. There we go. Uh, one from Tabeta that says, uh, can I take over uh, installments from a friend or relative? Ryan, I'll bring that one to you. Um, no, let me know. I mean, the, 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 I mean, in arrangement between your friend and family, you could do whatever you'd like. But in terms of the legal ownership and the obligations to the bank in question, that doesn't change anything. So the risk, I suppose, is that the, the person pays on behalf of his friend or family member, but ultimately ends up paying off another person's property. And in the event that something happens, uh, they've sunk their money into, into someone else's property. Long, mm. long, long, short. Yeah, I think obviously that question coming from someone who's struggling to, to, to pay off the bond, and I, and that speaks to perhaps misunderstanding the commitment that one is making when uh, agreeing to pay off a bond for, you know, say 20 years or so forth. Uh, let's, let's talk about what some people need to, what people need to think about when, uh, when signing that agreement and, and, and understanding the amount of interest that is actually going to be uh, uh, paid and, 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 and give us a few tips perhaps, Justin, on how you can, you know, work around the system. Well, you can't work around the system. <laughs> 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 how do you get interest-free? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so perhaps what we should look at is the process that one follows when purchasing a property. Yeah. You find a property, you sign an offer to purchase, uh, you go through to a bank, uh, and you go to an Uber, uh, somebody like the, li- uh, the likes of Uber, and you apply for a facility. Mm-hmm. The bank will then grant you a facility. Mm-hmm. 
The facility is based on a, on a number of factors. Firstly, or well, the bank will grant you facility based on affordability, number one, and, and also your, your payment history. Mm-hmm. The bank then requests an attorney to register a bond over the particular property that they're mm-hmm. purchasing. So what that means is that the bank has taken security, which is the property, and the bank has granted the facility to the home buyer, of which they need to pay a specific installment over a period of time, which includes an admin fee and and, and interest. Mm-hmm. So the, we often say that a home buyer is signing surety in favor of uh, for, for that facility, and and if anything happens, the bank will always go back to the person who signed for that particular agreement. Right. So there's no loopholes. <laughs> the bank holds the bank holds the title deed at the end of the 20 years, or once you once you repaid the facility, the bank releases the title deeds, and the home buyer then owns the property in its entirety with mm-hmm. them holding the title deed. Mm-hmm. So when you're signing, when you've got a facility or a bond with the bank, so it's a specific interest rate over a specific term, and you have to pay your installments on a monthly basis. I think what I, what I wasn't asking if there are loopholes. <laughs> <laughs> what I was asking was, should you be able to pay more at a certain point? Does that uh, bring down the amount of interest that you were then going to pay, obviously? Absolutely. Yeah. So, so uh, if anybody is interested in this, we do have an Uber app that mm-hmm. you can download, and you can amortize what your what what your, your your facility will be at the end of the period. So, if you pay an extra amount in, how much interest you'll be saving, and the term that you would saving as well. Right, okay, so uh, Nassim sends an SMS saying, how much should the agent who's selling my house charge? Ryan? Sure, that's an interesting one. Um, I mean, agents, agents charging anywhere from, you know, depending on the value of the property, uh, you know, a couple of percent all the way up to 7 8% uh, on a property. So, you know, I don't know. It's a difficult one. I suppose you, it's as good as you can negotiate, I suppose. Mm. But, but the, that, those are where the norms lie. You know, the, the things to take into consideration over and above the, the amount you're paying the agent is are you giving that agent a sole mandate and if you are, for how long? Because what you've got to take into consideration is most agents, when they put a mandate in front of you, the first mandate will come out will be a sole mandate, which means that you can't get anyone else to market that property for the length of that mandate. And in the event that they're not doing their job properly or... Uh, you know, you, you, you stuck with them. You, 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 you cannot do anything with your property until such time as that mandate runs out. So, it's always, you always got to be careful before signing a sole mandate. Uh, preferably sign a mandate and you can get, you can get a couple of agents looking at it. Mm-hmm. The other side of that same coin is that by getting a couple of agents to look at it, you might find that they don't give it the same effort and they got it themselves. Right. They got it just by themselves. So, it's a tricky one. You know, I think if you've got a good relationship and you trust the person, you know, then give them a chance to sell it and give the sole mandate, but just, just understand what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, I've, I've got an SMS here that I think it's, it's a point that we touched on, but we might want to just talk about it a, a bit more emphatically, saying, evening, is it possible to negotiate that the transfer costs and registration costs be included in the bond application? Uh, Justin is shaking his head. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, th- th- there may be, th- th- there is a product on the market uh, where if you fall into the affordable housing market that they would consider including in, including costs um, but it's not it's certainly not the norm yeah. um, I think I think something to consider in that mm-hmm. space Melody yeah go ahead is that, is that whilst you can't get the banks to finance it because you would need your 100 plus percent of funding is that you can negotiate because ultimately it's the seller's uh, choice to choose the transferring attorney but as the buyer and, and in the negotiation process you could negotiate to you know, for example, put in place a clause that they can choose their attorney, but as long as you get 
some X discount to tariffs. So uh, transfer costs that are, 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 are uh, prescribed, or not, not even prescribed, recommended by tariffs. Mm. But most attorneys will give some discount to tariffs, you know, anywhere between 10 and up to 50% on that tariff. So if you negotiate that up front, there's an opportunity to save some money, which doesn't help you in how you finance it, but ultimately it still saves you money. Right. Yeah. Let me let me take some more calls. Oh eight nine one one oh four two oh seven. That number again is oh eight nine one one oh four two oh seven. Yaj is in Cape Town. Yaj, good evening. Hi there. Mm. Uh, you know, I just want to uh, uh, bring to um, your attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the whole of home loans and so on. What's very interesting? It's a huge commitment people to undertake. You mm-hmm. know. It is virtually impossible these days with the house prices to buy a house without uh, applying for a bond. Mm-hmm. But you know the interesting thing is that the money you borrow from these banks has actually been created out of thin air. Basically, when a bank issues a loan, that is new money that they create from nothing because they work under this fractional reserve system. And this is how 97% of our money, which is credit, is created. We pay the banks uh, both capital and interest on money which they create from nothing. And this, sadly, is uh, how the system works. So, you know, unfortunately, all of, most of us have to go into debt and pay for 20 years on something, money which was just created from nothing. And very few people actually know that. And it's uh, something that people need to ponder about. Sure. Because the system can be changed. Yeah. Yash, thank you so much for calling in. He raises some of the points uh, that came out of a discussion I had with the Ubuntu party. Um, I don't know if we want to go into that one. You guys can respond if you're keen to. But uh, another SMS that's come in says, the two gentlemen on the show are not being honest. Race does affect property prices. I've got a clear case study in my area. Uh, I'll take some more of your SMSs on 34701. That number again is 34701. Give me a call on 0891 uh, Justin, let's just maybe talk about some of the, 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 the benefits of using um, the services that Uber does then offer. It's just so as we, as we wrap sure. the discussion up. So the biggest value proposition that, that, that an originator and Uber offers to your home buyer is we often get clients coming to us and saying, I can go to my own bank and I know they'll give us the loan. Mm-hmm. All fair and well. Yes, your bank may, may perhaps give you the loan. But it's one of the biggest commitments you're making in your life. It's a 20-year right. term. How, why are you going to rely on one institution to dictate or, or demand as to what they're prepared to give you? Mm. Why not rely up to four, five, six, seven uh, offers on the table to ensure that the biggest commitment that you're doing in your life is secured and it's the best deal that you're getting. Right. Free of charge. Yeah. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> uh, another SMS that says, Hi, my lady, how much of a deposit can I ask for if I'm selling my house for 420,000 rand on a rent-to-own basis? Thanks for the informative program from uh, Ndedwa in Cape Town. Ndedwa, thank you for that SMS. A good question. Uh, Ryan? Um, look, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a space that the person needs to be very cautious in because, um, you know, there's two ways of looking at it. So, so rent-to-own would imply that you don't transfer the property initially. You, you enter into agreement with the tenant whereby they rent it at, at an agreed rental over a period of time and after which you will pass ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that's and there are actually that was the point I wanted to bring up long earlier. There are companies out there now that um, that are starting to look at that kind of model where you rent and um, rent to buy, which was mentioned earlier. But but it's not the norm, mm-hmm. um, and it's not something that's very commonly done. The other way of doing it is to pass transfer of that property on payment of that deposit, and then collect the money over time, effectively becoming the bank to that purchaser. Um, and in that process, you know, you need to be very aware of your legal rights. Um, you, you know, the security you've got over the property, you need to register, or you don't need to, but would recommend you register a bond in favor of yourself over that property. So, so long answer short is that whilst it's all possible, it's quite a complicated solution, it's quite a complicated process with, with lots of litigious legal stuff, and if, unless you're very fair with it, I would, I would be very cautious entering in that space. Okay. I think this person is quite keen to nonetheless, and, and you know, the question is what do they ask for in terms of a deposit? Should should they be asking for a deposit at this point? Again, it's, it's a, you know, if, if, if I was, a, if, yeah, I mean, it's a difficult one. You know, yeah. the, the deposit's more a question of when you're selling a property and you want to get a deposit, the, the reason you want the deposit is to understand the the probability or to get a, an indication of the seriousness of the offer or the, the person's ability to deliver on the offer made because there's so many offers made on properties nowadays where there's very little substance behind them um, and and someone's probably get sterilized for a long period of time while they're going through, you know, trying to raise finance, et cetera, et cetera. So the deposit's really a, uh, shows a sign of strength when making an offer to a property. But mm. in the example you're mentioning, I can't, I can't see the benefit of the, the deposit because... If you take a big deposit upfront but retain ownership of the property, well, you know the, the person that's buying the property from you is, is, is prejudiced because they've given money to you that's now unsecured. God forbid anything happens to the person who's who's taken that deposit. How would the person get it back in the event that something unfortunate happens to the to the owner? And in the other circumstance where they pass transfer, mm. well. You know, the deposit, I suppose, would help there because you would have a lower debt to value, same as the banks. You would be, let's take it to a, a level that I'm not scared that right. in the event that the person defaults that I can sell the property and get my money back. So maybe in that ex- ex- example, you would take sure. the 10, 20% deposit. But long story short, because I'm rambling now, is, is, <laughs> is in my opinion, you want as big a deposit as you can get without prejudicing the deal. Okay. Uh, Lincoln is in the Northern Cape. Lincoln, good evening and thank you for calling in. Good evening. Um, I have got two questions for you guys. Um, first one is, if like I've got the property already and I'm looking for a second property, mm-hmm. um, is it easier for the bank to finance or is it, does it make it more difficult for the okay. bank to finance a second uh, property? Okay. And then the second one is, let's say if I have gotten access to my pension money, mm-hmm for let's say about one million rand and there's a property for one million rand is it advisable to to buy that property cash taking the pension money okay Uh, lincoln stay on the line ryan uh well justin let me let me bring that to you sure so so the first uh your first question was to do the banks uh favor your application if you own a second property Mm -hmm. When a bank assesses an application, it's purely around affordability. So we need to understand, are you the second property, are you going to rent out? If you are going to rent out, what the, what the rental is going to be. 
the bank will not look favorably or unfavorably on an application whether you own one, two, three, four, or five properties. Mm. It's all around affordability and can you sustain the repayment of that particular property by way of your salary or are you relying on on a rental income to be able to repay that facility? Mm. Justin, can I jump in there? Yes, sure. The, the the unfortunate thing for, in my experience on buying a second property is that the banks aren't willing to, or aren't able to, is maybe a better way of putting it, to, to, to consider the full rental you're getting on that property as a part of your, your serviceability, your affordability. They apply a percentage of it. Correct. Because of the risk factor, you know, it's a short-term rental, it's signed with an individual. So they therefore don't say, okay, you're getting five grand for the property, we'll add that to your income. They take, 50% of it, let's say, and add two and a half. And, and whilst I appreciate where they're coming from, it, it does make it very difficult to, to, because the reality is that those properties that you're renting at those price points are on such high demand that if you manage it well, you're going to have it rented, you know, most of the time. Okay. The second part to that is that the, the positive thing about having a pop, pop, property already in your portfolio is that whilst it does affect your serviceability negatively, the positive is the bank has now got a track record to see how well right. you service an existing loan. Right. And that counts in your favor. Okay. Uh, Lincoln, I'm also going to pass on your second question uh, to okay. Eunice Sibia. She's our, our Head of Consumer Education at FNB, and she'll be joining us soon. I think she, she'd also be uh, well positioned to, to, to respond to your question. Mohammed is in Durban. Mohammed, good evening. Good evening, ma'am. Um, ma'am, um, I, I have a, a few sort of points to make, and it may be hard-hitting, but it's reality. Okay. Um, we have to get to the truth of the matter. Number one, um, pre-94, when the whites had a fear of them being kicked out from South Africa, very conveniently land was going at a very reduced and cheap price, and they were packing up and moving. Rusuda and Bandera said, you know what, I will forgive them and they can live together or whatever it is. I will give an example. At, at that time, I bought a house which is sitting on an acre plot for 200,000 rands. Mm-hmm. And as soon as Madiba said, you know what, I forgive you all, the following few months' time, the property is right next to my house. They're going for 1.2, 1.5 million in the so-called market. But even if you go to look at, 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 the, at, at the seaside resorts and the properties you're going next to nothing. The farms you're going for peanuts. But as soon as you're forgiven and you're going to stay with us, the prices. So when will the blacks ever own land? Never. Impossible will happen. Ma'am, I will put it this way. There's a farm land, a, a proper farm. It has been established into an eco-state. Mm. It's called an upper market area. It was nothing. It was just land. Mm. But a piece of ground over there, today if you were to buy a piece of, of residential area, you will pay nothing under four million five million. But that's Soweto and Cape Town and and and, uh, and uh, Kakhiso. Mm. These were established areas. You can buy a plot there for four hundred thousand rents. I'm giving example or, or eighty thousand rents. So where is the comparison? So at the end of the day, is that these prices are being manipulated for the so-called previous disadvantaged people. They moved out from a certain area and they went to a next area and they made it so expensive and so. Uh, are unrealistic for people to, to own property. So you are still living among yourselves. Ma'am, I have never seen so far in South Africa that where there is an area whereby there are whites, Indians, blacks, colored. They can buy property as they want to. They can build a house as they want to. Ma'am, you buy a house, you buy a plot in a, in, in a, in a residential, in an eco state. You are being dictated 
you are being African, but you are dictated how you must build your house, the shape of the house according to how they want it. You are African. You have your own design, but you don't have it. It is still a colonialist mentality that it is their pattern that works. And the banks are very well cared for at the end of the day because why? They know it is a good milking machine for them to make money. Why should they bond for 80,000 when they can bond it for, for 2.5 million okay. or 5 million rands? So this is a problem until this is not leveled. And now on the last point before I leave, the farmers, every forum will cry that the blacks don't know how to farm food security. But they want the, the, the land that claims they want us to farm. But they are using their productive farms into okay. residential and eco-states at exorbitant price. Mohammed, I think I'm, I'm going to come in there simply because, you know, you're making some very strong points in, and that sounds like an entire discussion of its own. Exactly. Uh, and, and possibly something that we should then have a look at. But thank you for calling in. Ryan, closing thoughts and, and, and contact details for Construct Capital. Um, thanks, Lady. Um, I just want to say, can I, there was a comment made earlier that I'd like to just sure. make a comment on. You spoke about is the is the size of a house relevant or, or uh, uh, a factor in the price of it? Mm-hmm. And and of, and like like Justin said, yes, square meters is a cost. Mm. That that sort of cost. So it ultimately, it does have an effect. But an interesting uh, thing to look at is like you look at the. I, mean, I do a lot of sectional title stuff. You look at sectional title residential development mm. in the last. 10 years, let's say. And as an example, a, a two-bedroom, one-bathroom unit, which is, which is, has been one of the best rentable units because you can get two people who, who are young and in a, in a start in their career yeah. can rent one apartment and the one bathroom makes it cheaper to build so it's mm-hmm. more affordable. But that's, that's been a very big driving size unit. Now, in the early 2000s, that unit was 60 square meters or bigger. And as, as building prices went up and land went up, that unit, just started shrinking in size, but the price stayed the same. So there was like a 500 grand yeah. sort of price point as an affordable, as affordability for that unit. So in order to keep it to that price, the unit went from 60 to 53 to 48 to 43 to 40 square meters <laughs> to keep the price the same. So it's just an interesting, interesting point along those notes. But anyway, my, in order to get hold of us, our website is uh, constructcapital.ca.za and, and all our information is available on there. And, yeah, people welcome to give us a call and, and we're happy to help. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for chatting to us. Ryan Wintel, directed Construct Capital. Closing thoughts that don't make me very happy because I've paid a fortune for a bit of a matchbox, but <laughs> <laughs> that's besides the point. Uh, Uber, how do we use the services of Uber? So you can go onto our website, uh, www.uber.co.za, or contact our head office at 021 481 7300. That number again? 021 481 7300. Uh, okay, 021481-7300. That's how you can get in touch with Uber. Justin Eastthorpe is Uber's regional sales manager. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much. You're on the talk shop on SAFM.